I maybe I'm just too I don't know uh excited is not the right word. Uh till I'm still tickled by the fact that Friday the NCAA saw their M in parentheses perfect record extended in a court of law. I don't know how many times they've lost. I know how many times they've won. That number is less than one. Amanda Kristovich from Front Office Sports joins us on the Adam Gold Show. So I guess amateurism's done, right? Well, I would say amateurism is on life support. (laughs) I think that's how I would describe it. Because I'm not going to say amateurism is done until the players are deemed employees and they sign their collective bargaining agreement. That's when I'll agree that amateurism is done. But it's on life support, it's in a coma, and I don't think it's ever waking up. All right. To me, you went to the end there because I think that's ultimately we're going to go where we're going to get to. But I want to I want to just set aside collective bargaining agreement just for one second. So uh, a a court decision came down on Friday, which I know uh, following you on Twitter at a Kristovich ruined your weekend. I hate or at least ruined your Friday. I hate that that happened. Uh, I do. Um, (laughs) But they decided the court decided that the. Uh, attorneys general in Tennessee and Virginia who sued the NCAA basically to prevent them from uh, enforcing their uh, you can't their their idea that you can't use NIL as a recruiting inducement and the courts agreed uh, is that is that a fair assessment of what the court said you uh, I, I couldn't have put it better myself perfect all right so uh, that's where we are which is basically where we have been since college sports started recruiting, no? Yes, I would um, I, I would agree with that. And it's funny because, you know, of course the next story that you want to write after this ruling comes out, you know, the second day story is, well, how is this going to change the recruiting process, the landscape? You want to talk to everybody in the industry and – Everyone's saying, oh, it's going to be chaos, blah, 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 blah. I'm not so sure how much different it's going to be because obviously something is legal that wasn't legal before, maybe legal is the wrong word, you know, within NCAA rules before, Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking to, if you're a player talking to a collective before you sign your national letter of intent, before you commit to a school, but it's like so many people were doing it, right? Yeah. And and even if you weren't doing it, just the idea of what you could potentially make with, you know, through a collective or with NIL deals that, you know, could be related to your school, like, of course, that's a factor. And before NIL was even a thing, mm-hmm. you know, there was the bag money. Like, there's decades of precedent about this, right? So I'm not sure how different it's going to be. I don't think it is going to be any different. I related a story earlier, and again, uh, I could be wrong here. I don't think I am. Uh, I'm just going to suggest that it's very possible that Danny Manning, who uh, played basketball, Amanda, I am sure, before you were born, uh, Danny Manning may have gone to Kansas because Larry Brown hired his dad as an assistant coach. I'm just suggesting that that might have had something to do with it. Uh, but there have been other ways. I mean, you get you can get parents, 
you get housing, you get, you know, parents or, uh, you know, uh, other relatives, a job in town. There are just so many ways to get around the system and to incentivize, uh, you know, where you choose to go play whatever sport it is in college that, I mean, the NCAA was never going to have any more success doing it now than they were before. We have other court cases coming, don't we? Yes. Um, So we've got two National Labor Relations Board cases um, within, you know, or updates will be coming within the next seven days. Um, In L.A., I'm not, I, I have been covering that trial in person on and off. I'm not there this week, but they are resuming a trial about whether USC football and basketball players should be considered employees. Right. Um, so that's ongoing as we speak. Uh, the reason I'm not there in LA is because next Monday I will be taking a very long bus ride from New York city to Dartmouth. Um, because on Tuesday, the Dartmouth men's basketball players are having a union election, which (laughs) was granted to them by the NLRB a few weeks ago. Um, oh, and by the way, then they're playing a basketball game against Harvard later that night. So I'm going to be there too. Um, (laughs) and, and, you know, and then of course there are several other federal court cases, um, on, you know, both sides of the country that have moved a lot more slowly than these national labor relations board cases. We could get into them, but I think the, the upside of them is kind of the same as the two I just described, which is athletes being considered employees or athletes having to get a share of media rights revenue, get paid more than they are, et cetera, et cetera. Amanda Christovich, front office sports, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. So the the, the running joke from the anti-pay players, compensate players, players are employees group, whatever you want to call them, the, the, the running joke was, well – Dartmouth basketball players are employees. They should all be fired. I realize they didn't win 12 games and play for a national championship last year, but what would be the argument against Southern Cal football players? Against them being... Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the the joke. They say, well, Dartmouth, those guys weren't any good at basketball. I mean, they are. They're the worst ba- men's basketball team in the Ivy League, and, uh, and, and the Ivy League is not a bastion of great basketball. Uh, so that was their that was their joke, but they were they weren't really joking. They were like basically saying, "Well, that uh, you know, the, those players will get fired because they weren't playing well or they weren't winning." Um, like, there's really no argument. That's not the right argument to make, is it? No, um, because you can be bad at your job and still be an employee. Um, you know, and but but to your question, the argument about the USC players that I've seen used in, in court, like literally, uh, you know, with, with them under oath, the um, with the athletic department officials under oath, is that because playing on a football team is voluntary, oh, it's not employment, and it's like, well, I, I don't have to work at front office sports i could be unemployed but i choose to have a job you know i mean that's how ridiculous that argument is right yeah um and uh, and then the other argument is that there are no rules like the players don't actually have to abide by right. any rules right they're just suggestions and there's no punishment it's just accountability activities which of course we all know is a word i'm not allowed to say on the radio right, right? so 
those are literally like not even the jokes, but like the arguments that were used in court. And I don't think they're being very successful. Accountability activities. I'm going to try that with my 15 year old just to see. Just to see. I have an accountability activity for you, Jack. We'll see if uh, we'll see if that works. Uh, Amanda Kristovich is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Final final area, and this this is where we circle back to the CBA. Charlie Baker, the um, NCAA president, uh, who he has done some, I think, interesting interviews and in where he's like he's not against uh, players transferring. He's for it, right? Wherever he's finally gotten back to this point, uh, but he says Congress is going to have to step in and 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 set some rules about. And he's really talking about NIL because uh, they want antitrust protection from Congress. But isn't the protection? collectively bargain that's this is this should protect the schools too collectively bargaining with the athletes isn't that the end game here it's absolutely the the solution and at this point it's probably the only viable solution i think charlie baker when he talks about congress fixing college sports he's not talking about them fixing the issues that are actually on the table right this this unrestricted free agency, the idea of transferring whenever, no salary caps, right? Like you said, all of that could be fixed through collective bargaining, through recognizing an employment union, giving some, you know, you can't have an antitrust exemption without collective bargaining, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and vice versa. But um, what he's talking about fixing is amateurism. That's what the NCA and the power conferences are paying millions of dollars to lobby in Congress to fix. They don't want to fix the issues that we are seeing now, right, about NIL and the transfer portal. They want to go back to the days of yore when mm-hmm. amateurism was the, the law of the land. And we are so far beyond that, obviously, that the only – I mean, he's right. If that's your goal, the only way to fix it is to get Congress to pass a law to reverse all of these court decisions. They won't do but, it because they're not that interested in it. No, they've got bigger problems. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yes, they have bigger problems, but also there's like four people in combined in both chambers of Congress that have any clue what this issue is about. And mm-hmm. I am including, not in the group of four, the one former college football coach, because he doesn't have a clue either about a lot of no. things. Uh, no. Amanda Kristovich, front office sports. I love having you on. I appreciate your time. Uh, have fun on the bus ride up to Dartmouth. Oh, thank you. I will. <laughs> uh, it'll be quite a scenic route. And, uh, yeah, I will be reporting there for that whole Crazy day, union election to basketball game and everything in between. So uh, thanks for having me. I thank you much. We'll talk again. All right.